Hey guys, today we're going to explore the Enneagram. It's going to help you to understand why you think, feel, and behave the way you do. It's going to tell you what your core fears and desires are and how to use this information to become more self-aware and also in your daily interactions with other people. So super excited to hear how this helps you to get to know yourself and to really just become more aware of your weaknesses and strengths so you can be better. Plus, who doesn't like a good personality test? Welcome back to My Mother's Daughter Podcast, where we choose to focus on the controllables, jump off the hamster wheel of grief, and take steps to honoring our loved ones by living a life filled with gratitude, joy, and abundance. It's time to get stubborn about what we want and choose to lean into who we were meant to be while drinking too much caffeine, owning way more workout pants than we'd like to admit, and dreading that nightly dinner talk almost as much as waking up early. You feel me, sister? I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, positive psychology junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew, and I believe that you can heal and find happiness after loss. So grab that coffee, put down that to-do list, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Let's get started with today's show. Hey guys, have you ever wondered why you do what you do? I feel like this episode is going to really help you to get to know yourself a little better. So we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. It is a geometric figure, think of it like that, with little points. So there's nine points. And the word Enneagram actually, it means nine. Ennea means nine and then gram means diagram. And so there's this geometric shape that has these nine sides, which I know this sounds like some pagan, crazy, like satanic thing, and it totally isn't. So I heard about this on a podcast, and so then I started researching. There's actually a book that I will put in the show notes. It's called The Road Back to You, and it's by Ian Crone, Ian Morgan Crone, and he goes through every single type, and he also ties it in with Christianity because that's where it's based in. So apparently... Four centuries ago, the idea of the Enneagram came about. They just didn't really start calling it the Enneagram until around like the 1940s. So what it is, is really just a tool and it is meant to be a tool. So you can actually use the information that you get and to make changes or to be more aware of yourself and know what to work on, but a tool so that you can kind of know psychologically where your motivations or desires are in relation to your emotions, attitudes, or behaviors. Kind of like, oh, why do you react that way? Why are you more wired to think, feel, and behave in particular ways? For the sake of time, I'm going to do a quick overview on all the nine types and their core fears and desires, but then I'm also going to let you know the idea of wings. So the idea of wings is that we don't all fit into necessarily one number completely. There is the idea of wings so that we do take on different characteristics of our wings. So for instance, I am a type eight, but I have a wing seven. So what that means is that I actually have quite a bit of seven characteristics as well. And then there's also the idea that on this diagram, this geometric figure, um, it has triad so what the triad does is it makes a, a triangle type of line for, um, around it, which is so visual. You're going to have to go to the show notes and click that or do a quick Google search. But basically what your number, where it is 
reaching out to the other two, that's telling you where your personality type goes when it is healthy and secure and also where it goes when it is um, in a place of instability, insecurity. Okay, so let's get started. So let I'm going to start with the order that the book goes in. And I am also going to start with an eight because I'm an eight. <laughs> so eights are the challenger. And so they don't like to be found as being weak or powerless. They are also known as the protector. They are very big in protecting others, standing up for that person that really isn't maybe as outspoken or direct. Sometimes this number in particular gets kind of a bad rap because they're very misunderstood as being a little bit of a bulldozer or pushy, but they're also really good in business or really being direct. Um, and then they also can sometimes be intense. So there's this constant need to kind of assert themselves to really go against any opposition. And then they really, though, their core fear is, along with being weak and that sort of thing, is betrayal. So trust is huge with them, and it's really hard for them to be vulnerable. I think that's why when I was starting to do this podcast, I was starting to overthink everything because I knew that the first episode was going to have to be my personal story, and that is a vulnerable place. So as an eight, my healthy and secure number or on the triad is going to be a two, and that is the helper. And then um, whenever I am unhealthy or insecure, I'm going to do the kind of move to the negative traits of the five. And I know this is going to seem very overwhelming without seeing the diagram because this is, as I said, a very general overview. I do hope to be able to get um, a actual Enneagram coach on here. So make sure that you guys share the podcast so that we can get more people to be on the show. It really does matter, especially because they look at the downloads and that sort of thing when they decide to be interviewed for a podcast. So yeah, I digress. But anyway, so that is number eight. Number nine is the next one. And so typically your wings will be numbers that are on either side of you. So either a seven or a nine. So mine is a seven, which we'll get to that later. But um, nine is called the peacekeeper and they really fear conflict. So this is someone that definitely does not want to stand up for themselves. They don't like to be rushed with their decisions. They feel like they are shut out a lot or misunderstood they are very trusting, they're good natured, they're very optimistic, they're non judgmental, they're really good listeners and a really great friend. They desire that inner stability of peace of mind and often can be seen as quiet or calm. And then the triad for the one is going to be a seven or a four. So, just to reference later, now on to number one. So as I said before, there are nine types. So we did eight, nine, and now we'll go back to one. One is the perfectionist. Perfectionists want to be good. They want to be doing the right thing. They are all about integrity and they really desire to be right. So they do have a really strong fear of being corrupted or evil or bad, that they are going to be wrong about something. And so 
one of the weaknesses of the one is that they might find out that they are dissatisfied with themselves if they're not perfect they might I feel like this is probably Hermione Granger (laughs) so just super hard on themselves they just need to be kind of told like you are good you're you know you don't need to be perfect and so that's the one and they are going to have again the wings of a nine or a two so when they're healthy they're going to take on a um, traits of a helper and then when they're not they're going to take on those negative traits of a nine all right number two is the helper and so this one has the triad of a four or an eight they love being appreciated they are all about helping out and they definitely need to feel wanted by you needing them they just want to be loved so that is their core desire and they're very nurturing generous sensitive and caring people they really at their core just want to be loved and so they are so helpful in that way they do fear being needy or dispensable or unworthy of your love so one of their core weaknesses is going to be the inability to acknowledge their own pain. So if you're giving to everyone else, you're not going to really know like to fill your cup first. So that's something that they are definitely going to need to work on. And so that is R2. All right, number three is the achiever. They are the doers of this Enneagram. So achievers... At their core, they want to be valued, admired, respected. If there is a rank, they are going to pass it. If there's an incentive, they are going to get it. It's very important to them that they get that recognition, that they get that image of being a success. They are very fearful of failing, and they definitely don't want to have any feelings of inefficiency or of unworthiness or to feel worthless. They're tying a lot of their value in their titles, in their ranks, in their achievements. They're also very charming people. They're very confident, they're organized, they're accomplished. So they love reaching that goal, having that recognition, and inspiring others. So they're definitely people who are just very driven, and their triad will go to the six or to the nine. So when you're looking at that, Okay, so next up is number four. And so number four is the romantic. They, at their core, are really fearful of being emotionally cut off. They have this emotional connection with people that they love. They are very self-aware and they love creating beauty. This might be the artist of the group. They are super creative. They're very sensitive, authentic. They might be a little eccentric too, very empathetic. They don't really like when people call them dramatic because with that emotion, there might be some drama with it too, right? And then they also have the desire to be unique or special. Some also call this one the individualist. So they're definitely unique individuals, deep. And their triad is going to be the one or the two. All right, next up is number five. I'm pretty sure my husband is a number five. And with saying that, I will let you know that 
You need to fight the urge to type everyone as you're reading through these because it's hard. I know that I sent this test to a lot of people because I had them on my mind when I was reading through a certain number and then that's really in bad taste. So really they should take the book or take the quiz. A lot of people say that it's better to really read through each one and pick which one you think you can self-identify with versus taking a test, but I will put a test from your Enneagram coach who is on Instagram. Her name is Beth McCord. I hope to someday have her on the show, but until then, you can go and check out her Instagram, and then also there is a little quiz there too that you could take that will help you to kind of narrow down your search if you're finding that there's a lot of these numbers that fit you. So back to number five. Number five is the thinker. They're very investigative and just overall, they're very intelligent, kind of private, introspective, and they really have the fear of feeling ignorant or having obligations put upon them. They don't want to feel incapable or having pressure put on them or if you force them to participate. I think of a podcast that I heard, I think it might have been Beth McCord telling this story, but basically thinking of a battery. So say they have a battery that's already on on low battery and they don't have a charger, and then you're asking to use their phone. It's very, certain things can be very draining to them. And their triad is going to be a seven or an eight. All right, next up is six. This is the loyalist. They really want security and they want to feel safe. They have a fear of abandonment and they also just don't want to be alone or blamed. On the flip side of that, they are going to be the person in your life that's super caring, loyal, warm, very dependable and and compassionate. And the sixes are going to be really great friends. They are going to want to stick right by you. Definitely a ride or die kind of friend. They can be prone to anxiety and worry. They are definitely thinking about those worst case scenarios in different situations. The triad for the sixes is the three and the nine. All right, next up is the seven. The seven is the enthusiast. They are the fun. They are very fearful of feeling deprived or trapped in emotional pain. They like something to look forward to. They're also more likely to not finish a project So there's my wing part of that. (laughs) And they are creative. They like to have fun. They like to really fill up their life with a lot of experiences and to really have a desire to be happy, to feel satisfied. What can sometimes happen is, is they're filling this, this vase full of so many things, but then they're finding that it has holes in it. So it can be definitely this two-sided coin of, on the one hand, having so much fun. This is the person that wants to go out with your, with girls night outs or nights out with friends, trying new things, super spontaneous. But then on the other side, they do have a fear of not feeling included, of people criticizing them or people just dismissing their pain. And so this is definitely something to think about for the sevens. Their triad is the one and the five. All right, so that is all of the numbers from one through nine. And so I hope this very quick overview can help you to kind of get a taste of what the Enneagram is. I definitely think you should go and read the book or 
follow Beth McCord on Instagram so you can get more information on that. And then I hope to in further episodes to really get into the weaknesses and how you can use those to kind of learn to be better. And so this is just a very general overview of the fears and desires, the the core of the each type so that you can kind of get to know yourself a little better and then use that to adjust as needed when you're interacting with others or even just in thinking about yourself. So I know for me, it's been super helpful because it can tell me, oh, well, God made me this way. That doesn't mean it's an excuse to just act, you know, bulldoze everyone since I'm an eight, but it does give me reason why I am the way I am. And so in in taking that, I can look at those positives and then I can work on those negatives. And then maybe the next time I'm super frustrated and reacting in anger, as an eight does, I can kind of take a step back and try to actually really pay attention to what I'm feeling. And so I think this is going to be super helpful for everybody. And I want to know what you are. So why don't you find me on Instagram? My handle is angel.mclehaney. Check out the cover art or the show notes for that last name. And you can also find me on Facebook, but screenshot the episode, share it, and then let me know what type you are after you take the quiz. I'll pop it in the show notes. And until next time, I just want to remind you, you are your mother's daughter, and you are strong, and you are capable, and you can handle anything that this world throws at you. Hey mama, before you go, if you found value in this, or you learned something new, It means so much to me, and that is the biggest thank you that you can do. If you found value in this, just pop over, leave a quick review or rating. And if you want an extra kudos, you can screenshot this episode number, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me. I would love to know that you are listening and what your favorite show is. All right, I'll see you there. And until then, remember to take it one day at a time together.